Hey everyone, welcome to the third episode of the BCS Pride Pod. The BCS Pride Pod is hosted by two high school students, myself, Aiden Bloomstein, and Nolan Robertson. We bring weekly episodes with guests who talk about their sports, activities, experiences, whatever they want for 30 minutes. Again, I'm your host, Aiden Bloomstein. And I'm your host, Nolan Robertson. And this is the third episode of the BCS Pride Pod. I just want everyone to know how blessed we are to be able to have this person with us today. Um, there was one point in my life and in Nolan's life where we thought that we were never going to see him again. Um, I think this dude, he died and then came back to life. Um, apparently, he tried out to be a background dancer for Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation tour. Um, Lenny Kravitz mentioned him in his autobiography. And Dennis Rodman and him were good friends. And of course, that man is Coach Casey Cagle. Coach Cagle, it's great to have you with us. Gentlemen, thanks for having me here. I, I couldn't be prouder of you and what you're accomplishing. You know, it's off the field. This is great, not only for the Bradshaw community, but, you know, for everybody your age to see that you can uh, do what you want and make it happen. We appreciate Thank that. You. We appreciate that. So how have you been feeling? Are you doing all right health-wise? How have you been feeling? You know, I'm coming around. It's it's a slow process. We've been just under a year on the amputations, a little over a year on the hospitalization, but I try and get better every day. You know, that's all you could do. I think any of us would do that. And uh, I, I try and pick something, be it uh, get on the floor and play with a dog or, you know, uh, get in and out of the bed a little bit easier. But, you know, it's, it, it's coming along slowly. For the uh, listeners who haven't heard yet, like, uh, would you mind explaining, like, what happened in the past and stuff? Oh, no, absolutely. Um, on May 21st of 2019, I went in for a, uh, a simple routine four-hour outpatient procedure. Um, during that procedure, there was a complication. Uh, I suffered a heart attack, and I was out for a little over 14 minutes. Um, I clinically expired. Thank goodness I was on oxygen because I was on the operating table. The process from there is it took another nine hours to stabilize me. Um, I left the operating room on full life support. Uh, they actually had two life support systems hooked up to me to, in case one failed on the way to the ICU. Um, went down to the ICU. Uh, fortunately, I was stabilized for a little bit. Uh, they they asked my family to come in, say their goodbyes. The chaplain came out, had a you know conversation with Joanna, and they told them I'd be gone within the hour. Um, about an hour and a half later, two hours later, three hours later. They thought, hey, you know, maybe we can make a little progress and start working on him. Um, a person's uh, blood count level is typically between 450 and 600. Um, I had hit a little over 12,000 at that point. Wow. So, yeah, it was That's it, a lot. <laughs> it, 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 they couldn't draw blood anywhere out of my body other than my chest. So they ran a pick line and they... Uh, Went in for an invasive surgery. They told my family I had less than a ten percent chance of making it out of that. Um, fortunately, the uh, the surgery worked, and they they were able to remove enough blood clots to stabilize me again. So for the next uh, you know thirty five, I believe forty days, I was in uh, two ICU units, taken off life support, uh, made a little progress, and then I suffered another heart attack. Uh, that time I wasn't on oxygen, so they weren't sure about brain activity. Um, of course, chaplain, everybody came to Joanna and my family and said, Hey, we can offer you palliative care. It may be the best thing at this time. 
we are not getting a response, we would remove his feeding tube and let him slowly go, uh, which, you know, it's, it's horrendous to think about. It, during this time, I had developed uh, a, a complication called HIT, and it was from medication, which turned my hands and my legs black. Um, mm. So it was a lot for the family to think about, as you guys could imagine. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, um, they sat down, they had a long conversation. They told my wife, look, you know, if, if we don't make a decision soon, you know, obviously he's going to expire. So the next morning I had been in a coma, non-responsive for 40 some odd days. My, my wife came in typically every day to see me and uh, spend the day with me. She came in, I was sat, sitting wide awake in the bed and I told her, uh, Hey, what's going on with my legs? And, you know, shocked everybody because she had told the staff, don't, don't talk to him about this. If he comes around. Um, I said, I want to live, you know, legs, hands are not about three minutes later. I was done again. I I went back out for another 30 days, but you know, uh, they did amputate my legs above the knee. Uh, they removed nine fingers. Um, as you can imagine, my chest is pretty carved up from a number of heart surgeries Mm -hmm. and, uh, I came out of it. You know, I, I slowly progressed a lot of prayer, a lot of community support The Joanna would read to me from my iPad, even when I was barely able to open my eyes. And, and that wasn't a plug for iPad. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> everything people were putting on Facebook, it, it truly inspires you. I, I you know, I, I believe everybody's warrior aiding inside and knowing you guys have been on the field and you've been in a situation where you've had to fight, you fight. And, and yeah. I'm no different right. than anybody else. Anybody in this situation, I have to believe in my heart would fight. So I got into rehab. They told me I'd be in there another 30 to 45 days. I wanted out. Football season was starting. So I was able to (laughs) finish in nine days. And here we are a year later. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's, it's so moving for us to hear because I'm not sure if our listeners know the connection that you have with Bradshaw, but um, your son graduated from Bradshaw. You're you're a football coach at Bradshaw. Um, Mm -hmm. And so could you explain a little bit about your connections just uh, kind of beyond that? Sure. Um, Not just the community of Bradshaw, you know, is something that we've always seen. I've lived in this town my whole life, 50 years. I I watched the school pop up and, you know, I was coaching at Elk Grove at the time and we were 3,500 students and winning section championships. And, you know, it's a school that I played sports at. My father played sports at. It was important for me to stay there. Um, Mm -hmm. When my daughter got into school, she went to Pleasant Grove. She had an amazing experience. She, She loved it. Logan got to Pleasant Grove as a freshman and just didn't like the atmosphere of 3000 kids. It was, you know, you guys know Logan, he was a little bit distracted. <laughs> and when he reached out to us and said, Hey, Bradshaw's where I want to go. Uh, it wasn't just sports related. He knew it, 349 kids was a lot easier to manage. Yes. So he, uh, he wanted to get into the school and instantly it was just an amazing connection. Um, my daughter was a teacher there for a while. I did substitute work. Obviously I got into coaching, but yeah, you know, for me, I, I didn't go to Bradshaw for coaching. We, we went to support my son and it just happened that they needed help at a position. So I joined. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you mentioned that you actually, you, your um, legs were amputated above your knees. So have you kind of yeah. started that um, process of prosthesis? <laughs> I have. Um, as you guys know, I, I went into the hospital six, six that day and uh, 
I don't want to say I walked out at four six. Go ahead and laugh at that. No one, I know you want to. Um, but I did leave the hospital at four foot six. Apparently, I had a two foot of shin. So I I got on stubbies, um, which is what you start on. I went from four six to a whopping five one. Oh wow! Um, just towering third graders. It was great, and uh, it, I never wore them in public because it freaked me out to see it. So I want people to go running as I walked into a store, but you know, my, my torso is longer than my legs at this point, but I, I have been able to start on them. Yeah. Um, I had an infection in the bone, which uh, slowed the process down, but I got back on them last week after two and a half months with COVID. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to do rehab at the hospital. So it, yeah. the legs are a slow process, but it's coming together. Good. Good to hear it. Do you think that you'll be able to like, walk again and kind of more agile no no and my goal is to be eight foot four and playing the nba <laughs> all right all right it's, i don't care if i'm 50 if i'm eight four and i'm able to move i'm playing straight shot right in there <laughs> oh yeah no i will be able to you know there's like i say i was six six um if i don't know if that's a possibility for me i know i, I could do it if it is but, you know, I think I might come down in height, maybe be a little more mobile. Um, you know, I'm not going to be running a, a 4-2-40, but if All I could right. just run a 40, I'd be happy. So forty. that's my goal is, is to come down a little bit in height and be able to get up and down the field. Cool. That's awesome. So you, you talked about how you woke up and you said that you wanted to live and that you wanted to keep fighting. Um, but mm-hmm. what, what do you remember from this whole experience, um, from the comas to the surgery to, to all of this? If you could take us through like a timeline of what, what you remember. You know, Aiden, there's, there's bits and pieces. Um, the last thing I remember, Joanne and I got there in the morning and, and I, I told her, you know, a doctor came back, my surgeon, and, you know, we had a pretty good relationship. We've known each other a while. And I told Joanne, go, hey, let's grab lunch. And uh, once this is over, and, and you, you know, he's kind of laughed. And I remember getting on the gurney and sitting in the hallway. Um, and, and that was it. You know, when you expire for 15 minutes, everybody wants to know what you see when you died. And I, I wanted to make up a great story, but <laughs> I, I don't remember everything. What I remember, and it just recently came to me as other memories are, um, I remember a lot of pressure on my torso. Um, you know, I would say as they were administering CPR, there were four surgeons, I believe that were taking turns, thank goodness, because typically they don't go that long from what I understand. But, um, I remember hearing my name. I remember my face being touched. Um, and that's about it. And this is going to probably sound strange to you guys. One of the first memories I have is, uh, and I'm going to put them on the spot here is open my eyes and Chalmers Brown was in the room uh, with Logan. Mm. And Chalmers saw me and it started crying. And I thought, how great is this? Yeah. But uh, that, that uh, my nephew, I remember my nephew coming in at one point, I offered him chocolate milk. And these are just strange, quick two minute memories. Cause you don't know reality from, from dream yeah. at that point. And I remember um, opening my eyes and I, it may have been you Aiden, but I remember someone was there with Russo and got a quick look and I watched him turn around and walk away. I like to hope he was crying as well. It means a lot to me when people cry over me. If you <laughs> um, but, you know, there are, there's little things. I do remember waking up during a couple surgeries, not wide awake, but they twilight you a lot when you're in the state I was in because they want to make sure you're able to respond and come out of it. And, um, you know, there's, there was nothing great. You know, I, yeah. 
I remember I kept asking for a, a Russian pill with a Z in it, which I have no idea. Um, apparently, I was talking to furniture that I thought was a baseball player. Uh, I offered a lot of money to the Wounded Warrior Fund, all, all kinds of things that I don't recall. But yeah. Apparently, Joanna is telling me that um, I vowed to clean the house, cook dinner every night, wash cars, take her traveling, but I don't know. I have no concrete evidence of that. Yeah, good thing you weren't under oath or you'd be, uh, you'd be stuck <laughs> doing a lot of things. <laughs> Without a doubt. After you got out of your coma, like what kept you going? Like what was motivating and like inspiring you to keep pushing forward? You know, I heard Burger King had come out with a uh, plant-based oh burger uh, somewhere along the process. And <laughs> Nolan, I could not wait to get that thing. Uh, no, you know, it, it, it's you guys, um, not you two in particular, because I'm going to go into that later. But uh, Bradshaw, it, it's the team. It's my family. It's Miss Mesner, my kindergarten teacher. These are things that pop into your head and, and you don't want to leave it, you know, and you do recall fighting at times, but then other times you give up and, you, you know, and I think the big thing for me is, like I say, when everybody was uh, posting and I heard what uh, Ms. Passmore did. Um, and then I heard a hundred plus of you guys were there the first night and wouldn't leave until they let you see me in the ICU. And it wasn't just Joanna sharing stories, trying to make me feel good. It, it was doctors and nurses saying, I can't believe the love and the support you have. Um, yeah. You know, how could you want to leave that? You know, and not saying if I I didn't have anybody, I'd want to leave. But I'll tell you, you know, you find yourself spiritually, you get centered, and and you don't want to leave. You, you come to a good state of mind. Yeah, that that's really powerful and and really really moving. Um, yeah. So you you kind of touch on this a little bit, but um, we all know how much you love football. Um, you've talked about it a couple times just now. Um, but how what what kind of factor did that have in um this process? You know, it's funny. People say that uh, I, I slept through the NBA finals and, and I, I missed Father's Day and Fourth of July and all these great NBA trades. But I woke up a week before football season started. So, you know, I love the game. When I was a young boy, I would go out and uh, just get annihilated. And I'm talking five, six years old by my brother and his friends, 11, 12. Uh, they would slaughter me. They'd pitch me the ball just to knock me in the ground. And, you know, I, I learned at that age, how can I get away from getting slaughtered? <laughs> it's no fun <laughs> getting hit. As, as you guys may recall, it's no fun. Um, I actually recall taking uh, M&Ms and taking, you know, two of the colors, be it 11 yellow and 11 blue or whatever. And I would work plays out on the ground at like seven years old. It's, it's That's just awesome. always been my passion. Yeah. When I got into high school, uh, my brother was, is a uh, NCAA hall of fame basketball player turned down, you know, NBA Europe and a few things. So of course I had to play basketball. I, that was my thing. I, I wasn't crazy about it. I wish I would have played more football, but I didn't. And, you know, one day I woke up in 1998, I believe it was, um, you guys probably don't remember that year, but, I, I started coaching. I, I thought this is for me. And uh, it, wow. you know, it's something I just truly enjoy. That's awesome. Yeah. How would you say this whole experience has changed your like perspective on life? And it, It's so cliche to say, you know, make sure the ones that you love know. I'll tell you what, if, if I get up to go get a drink, I turn around and tell everybody in the living room that I love them now. And it, it goes so quick. You know, it's, I'm centered spiritually as a man. Um, 
I was never a physically angry guy. I think you guys know I've always tried coaching in a different style, but yeah, you know, prior to getting to Bradshaw, I, I wasn't so kind on the field. And I think I've become centered from that school, but this experience really, uh, you know, brought me to a place where I appreciate everything. I remember after 90 some odd days, uh, one of the physical therapists had me in a wheelchair and, um, I thought she was kidnapping me. I was like, this is it. I'm done. She was going towards the exit door. And I thought she's I'm going to be in a basement with no legs and one finger. I can't fight her. She took me to Starbucks and I cried like a baby. When I saw flowers right there along the sidewalk, you see Davis. And I'm pretty sure we thought I was a poor homeless guy with no legs. And she was getting me away from the hospital, but you know, I don't cry often. And when that happened, I thought, man, you know, I, I, things you didn't think about. I, I went to Joanne's with my wife a little while ago, and I thought, oh, my God, I miss Joanne's. Yeah. I've been to Joanne's maybe three times in my life, but I'll tell yeah. you what. I touched yarn and fabric and everything I could. I was so excited. That's awesome. But it, it has, Nolan. It's, it's brought me to a better place. I look forward to working with you guys next season. That's awesome. That's really cool. So what you say you're spiritually and um, you're really spiritually centered now. Um, but what was the role that Christ played in your life while, while this was happening? You know, as a young man, um, my mom and dad took me to church. That stopped when I was about four. Um, just no reason in particular. It just kind of happened. And I played around with a religion a little bit here and there. Joanna uh, went to a school, a Catholic school, studied Catholicism. Um, we got married in a Lutheran church. Uh, you know, I've, I've never strayed from Christianity, but uh, I got to give it to Cammie Passmore. Yeah. I've known her brother-in-law and her nephew for a long time. I coached them. Gosh, back in the mid 2000s, late 2000s, uh, maybe 2009, I coached uh, her her nephew. But, you know, I have a friend who is a, uh, a correctional officer. And when he came to my bedside um, after I was coming around and said, man, there was a woman here that prayed. And he's like, bro, I felt things in my chest. I couldn't breathe. And everybody I talked to that was part of Cammie's prayer when she took him down to the chapel and bedside and, and coach Rickard and the coaching staff, you know, they're friends and they're, they're people you, you know, you play games with, but then when they bring religion that hard and shock everybody, man, you know, how could I sit here and say that, it wasn't a, an overwhelming religious experience. I shouldn't be here. I, I had a less than 7% chance yeah. of living and getting out of that hospital and something got me out of there. Yeah. You're, you're sending chills all down, <laughs> all down my back and my it's arms. It's working honestly. then. That's what I said. <laughs> this is crazy. This is crazy. I know that uh, a few of the seniors, uh, especially on the football team, look up to you. And so uh, what advice would you give them, especially through these like hard times right now? First thing is I would uh, tell Noah Coons to cut that hair. Uh, <laughs> That's great <laughs> advice. David Carter gets uh, shirts with sleeves. Now, you know, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I'm fortunate that Logan befriended a lot of you guys and they come around. Uh, Jeremiah was not a step away from me or my family during this whole pro, you know, ordeal. Um, Dakari was yeah. here. Nate Grant was here. I, I, there's so many of the kids that were here. Um, unfortunately, they were sleeping in my bed and wearing my clothes too. But they uh, <laughs> tackle it, man. Don't don't sit back and wait for it to come to you. It's not going to happen. Uh, I could use you two for the example here, and this is what I wanted to talk about. 
it's amazing, A, that you thought of this and you decided, hey, here's a chance to keep the, the Bradshaw family together during tough times. Here's a good chance for us to improve communication. The reason why I've been nice to you guys since your freshman year, I have no doubt in my mind I will be working for one of you or Logan will be working for one of you one of these days. So it's it's possible and I just want everyone to understand that. Don't uh, don't don't sit back until you've made it. And then when you make it, that's your time. That's awesome. I really that's am really gonna cool. I, sorry to interrupt so that, you. I really am gonna need, need a job. No, guys, so let me know what field we're getting into. So. <laughs> um so I remember the the first time that we as a, a f- entire football team mm-hmm. saw you um, was at one of our devotion dinners. And I know that meant so much to me and probably oh, so yeah. much to Nolan and all the other um, teammates. But what did that mean for you? You know what? That was the biggest moment. I don't want to say in my life because, of course, my wife and my children are going to come down on me. But that was one of the biggest moments of my life. I I remember walking in and seeing Evan for the first time, the Parini's app or Evan Z. Um, <laughs> I remember seeing Evan Z and I thought, wow, so many faces. I don't want to say that I forgot, but you know, there, there's a lot of things I forgot since this happened. And to start seeing you guys one by one, even Wells, even Nick, I'll say I miss Nick. Um, <laughs> seeing you guys one at a time meant a lot to me. And it brought back overwhelming feelings. Um, I, I didn't know what to think. I didn't want you guys to see me cry because, you know, I'm supposed to be the stable figure. Then I stopped and I thought about the religious aspect of it. You know what? I, I want to be a good Christian and be who I am. So I, I let loose. I, I was a mortal human at that time. And I realize yeah. I am not that I ever thought I was immortal, but I never considered being emotional or hurt in front of others. And you know, I'm fine with it now. I, I stub, uh, I was going to say if I stub a toe, but if I uh, bump my elbow into a wall, I cry now. It's, ridiculous mm-hmm. <laughs> no that was like a really emotional moment like especially for me I and mean, other people too like I just broke down like when I saw you it was just so like the breath out of my lungs was just gone like I was just oh my goodness it was just so really inspiring to like see you and I felt so happy and then I was crying and everybody was crying and it was just it was just an amazing experience. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, and that means a lot. I mean, I'm disappointed nobody offered to get me a plate or a drink. But other than that, I mean, it was, <laughs> I, I, it, it was overwhelming to see all of you so emotional. It just showed me, I mean, like I say, the Bradshaw family. I know it's, I keep repeating it, but it means mm-hmm. so much. What would you say uh, your plans are for this upcoming football season? I'm going to start with that Whopper. <laughs> Beyond Burst sounds pretty good. <laughs> you know, Nolan... I might not be as mobile as I once was, but I I started off breaking down film at Elk Grove uh, High School back when we actually had reel-to-reel and then VHS. And uh, I love film. This is going to give me a good opportunity. I will be there day in, day out because I'm I'm 50 now and I'm retired and I'm able to spend the time breaking down film. So that's really where I plan on putting my energy this season. That's awesome. That's really cool. This whole experience um, with you being on here is um, so moving for me and so moving for Nolan and probably for the most, most of our listeners. Um, so thank you. Thank you for coming and being a part of our third episode 
um, of this new founded adventure that Nolan and I are taking. Um, the listeners, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at BCS Pride Pod. And also, if you have any questions, email us at pridepodbc at gmail.com. Again, that's pridepodbc at gmail.com. And make sure you check out our website. That's pridepod.buzzsprout.com. Again, that's pridepod.buzzsprout.com. And stay tuned for next week's episode that will be uploaded on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on our website.